This is the Walk Away FBA podcast, where we talk about how to stop building Amazon's business through FBA and start building your own business. I am your host, Joshua Esters. If you like this podcast, follow this podcast, share this podcast. Let's get started. All right, all right, all right. Okay, so I am back. So in um, in about an hour from now, um, my wife and I are scheduled to go into the hospital to um, start the process of having our twins. Now, the only thing is right now... Um, Though, although we are scheduled for 1 a.m., they called us maybe about 30 minutes ago. The hospital called us about 30 minutes ago, letting us know they don't have any beds available. So right now, um, we're just waiting for for a call from them, from the hospital. Um, That's what they told us. They're just going to call us when they have something opened up. It could be 4 a.m. It could be 8 a.m. It could be 12 p.m. Um, later today. Um, so so if it kind of sounds like I'm rushing through the podcast, uh, kind of that's the reason why I'm just trying to get this podcast episode in, um, you know, before before I, I get real busy. Um, so, yeah, let's let's get straight into this. You know, this episode, I kind of want to go over Q4, what's happening right now, uh, how the business is going and and how I am using a lot of the the data that I've been collecting just from what's been happening this past month and a half and how I'm putting together processes and systems to be able to expand and accelerate um, for next Q4. So basically how I'm sort of playing the long game, um, putting things in place to play to play the long game, to be able to double what I'm doing um, this Q4. So... Yeah, so let's let's get into it. You know, I, I I had some very 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 interesting, very very interesting things happening. Uh, well, by the way, you know, Q four isn't over yet. It's only you know, we're still in December. Um, s- sales have been slowing down. You know, right right now as I'm recording this, it's the eleventh December eleventh. Sales, you know, sales my my sales, you know, are kind of kind of slowing down a little bit but still doing decent numbers. Um, but after, I'll say about the 18th, let me see, what day is the 18th? The 18th is a Friday. So yeah, so that's actually, yeah, but the 18th, 19th, and 20th, we're probably going to see a, 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 a good little spike um, again. And then after that, it's going to kind of die down, you know, um, relatively speaking, die down relative to the earlier days in the month, obviously. 
So, so you know, we still got a good week of Q4, quote unquote, if you can say. Um, so we're still here, but, you know, I just, I just want to, you know, since we're, you know, I guess almost to the finish line, I want to just get straight into what's going on uh, in my business. So this, this Q4, totally different from any Q4 I've ever had because it, uh, it involves other platforms, right? So last Q4, I, I did sell on uh, eBay, uh, last year. Um, but it wasn't anything, anything major, you know, it was just kind of me playing around with, with eBay, you know, uh, in terms of like, okay, well, you know, I have a few products that, uh, didn't make sense to send to FBA. Um, and you know, let me just put them on eBay. So, uh, so I did some numbers there, which I'm going to get into a little bit more later on. So, uh, but this year I was on eBay, mostly uh, eBay, Etsy, and Amazon. Amazon FBA and also Amazon Merchant Fulfilled. Um, you know, I am, the way I'm going about FBA is I am uh, getting out of the competition aspect of FBA, thus, you know, the walkaway FBA podcast where I'm not going into the traditional, I'm no longer in the traditional ways of, um, you know, the ways that, you know, that are being taught about FBA, whether it's retail arbitrage, wholesale, um, in certain aspects of private label. How I'm using FBA at this moment is strictly q4 and there's a huge reason for that um well mainly the main reason is you're able to you know inflate prices in q4 like like uh like you can't in any other time of the year there's um um you know if you if you play your cards right there's a lot less competition not really much competition and um a lot of the competition wants to 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 do well for the most part so none of that price tanking stuff for the most part you know no price tanking and all that kind of stuff because there's a there's a small window right there's a small window to sell products you know um people don't want their money going down the toilet for the most part so they want to make sure they're selling at a good price i'm talking about they i'm talking about the you know the competitors on the listings um, and then, you know, and then if you put yourself in a position where you're, uh, buying products with a very limited stock, uh, you're going to find great success. And that's the corner that I'm in with FBA is where I'm buying very limited stock of holiday items and selling them during Q4, uh, where the price still remains at a, a, a decent price for the most part. Um, and, and then for those people who do want to tank prices, they'll be sold out and then I can go, you know, I can sell my price, sell my products for much higher shortly after they tank the price. So there's a lot of, uh, being able to inflate the prices and, and keep the price, keep prices at a good level when you have limited stock, good branded eyes, good, uh, uh, you know, branded, well, 
recognized uh, branded items that are recognized in the market and, uh, you know, limited stock. So I, um, you know, so I, I've been in that corner with FBA in terms of Q4 for a couple of years, and I've been really just staying in that lane for the most part with FBA. Everything else, um, you know, I'm strictly multi-channel. Um, I sell on multiple platforms and, um, I do that to diversify, to, um, shield my business from platform risk, to shield myself from competition, um, and to basically sell products for the price that the market actually commands and not for anything less. Um, so yeah, so the major difference between this Q4 and my other, my previous Q4s is the, the number of platforms I'm selling on. Um, Etsy is, is entirely new. I just started selling on Etsy back in June of this year. And this podcast, I'm only going to talk about three of the platforms that I sell on. I'm going to talk about Amazon. I'm going to talk about Etsy. I'm going to talk about eBay. Um, I'm going to leave Macari and Poshmark. I'm going to leave that to the side. They weren't, they weren't really that significant in my business, um, you know, for the month of November. So I'm just not even going to get into that. I think I probably did, um, you know, Amazon, Poshmark. I haven't really been putting a lot of time in Poshmark. And literally at this moment, the only time that I really need to put on Poshmark is uh, listing items or in, in sharing my listings. I don't, I don't really have, I haven't been sharing my listings as much because I've been so busy with Etsy and Amazon and eBay. So, you know, I'm, I'm very, I am very, 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 very satisfied with, um, my decision to go on Etsy. I'm, I'm doing numbers on Etsy like I'm doing on Amazon. It's, it's, it's the wildest thing to me because um, for me right now at, at this moment, um, Etsy has been a very, very significant and vital platform. It, it, it has allowed me to tap into a, uh, a, a market. It allowed me to tap into a market at scale right away. Um, and, um, and, you know, it, 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 it has superseded my eBay store. So previous, before I got on Etsy, I was really focused on eBay and trying to really grow that platform, trying to really grow on that platform. And I was really, I was really like heavy on, on eBay, um, because, you know, it is a very large platform. You know, there's a lot of sell, a lot of buyers on there, a lot of sellers on there. eBay has been around for God knows how long. And basically, you know, there's customers there. And, you know, over time I've, I've been, uh, I've had many challenges in terms of how to grow on eBay. Um, and, 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 you know, I, I am in a specific niche. There's a specific niche of products that I have. Um, and, and the thing is, you know, um, eBay, the, the customers that, um, the customers who buy my products, they are on eBay. 
I've, I've proven that just through sales. Okay, well, people who um, like my products are on eBay, you know, so I've proven that with the amount of sales that I've done. But there's other things that, um, but there's other things that I am still trying to figure out in terms of how to grow on eBay. It, I haven't really scaled it, you know, the way I need it to scale. Um, I'm at, at this time, I'm sort of capped. I'm, I'm sort of capped at around $5,000 in sales. And it's, it's, it's still under 5,000. It's been going under 5,000 for the past couple of months. So I'm in between 4,600 and $5,000 in sales on eBay. And I, I'm trying to get to at least eight. I want consistently $8,000 a month and sales on eBay. And you know, um, uh, there's, there's, there is one thing that I'm going to do. Um, and I haven't had the time to do it. I need to sit down and really, um, go through eBay and go through a few things to see how I can, um, basically make my products more visible. There's been changes during the year on eBay. Um, when those changes happened, my business did, uh, it, it went down. You know, my business, my, my, my visibility of my products went down significantly month to month to month. Um, and that was like towards the middle of the year. So I've been, so basically it's, it's an algorithm, it's an algorithm thing. You know, they basically changed up a lot of things. eBay changed up a lot of things on their platform, uh, in 2020, um, from managed payments to item specifics to um, those were the main things. Those are the, those are the main changes. Those changes did affect some people, you know, in terms of their getting their products visible. And I, I believe I was one of them. Um, just looking at my analytics, numbers are down in terms of visibility. The number of views that I'm getting, the number of people clicking on my items are, are going down. All of that stuff has been going down um, month over month. So, um, you know, so I gotta, I gotta get in there and, and, and figure out what is this, you know, what's, what's going on? What are they looking for? What does eBay want? What does eBay want to, um, what does eBay want to trust me as a seller? What do they want? What does their platform want? What, you know, they, they want a certain number of pictures or they want certain descriptions. What do they want? Um, because all of the things that I've done have been only giving me uh, um, a specific result, which is just under $5,000 in sales month after month. So um, I'll start with eBay. Since I'm talking about eBay, let's start with eBay. Now I'm talking about the, um, I'm talking about my sales for the month of November, right? So for the month of November, um, eBay, I did uh, forty six hundred and eighty three dollars in sales um, in November. Um, let's see. Let me see how many units that was. If I look at how many units that was, I have to go to a different. So if you if you are a seller on eBay um, to look up how to see how many units you sold. You go to uh, the performance tab 
and go to traffic. And these, you know, eBay has been, um, like I said, I was on eBay last year, but this year they, they have made a lot of changes and with their algorithm, but they also have made a lot of changes with their, uh, their dashboard, their seller dashboard, which, um, allows you to see certain metrics because some of these things, you know, I wasn't able to see before. So this is, this is real cool. Um, so November 1st, I'm just typing in the, uh, the dates, uh, November 1st to November 30th. Um, so yeah, so, you know, I, I sold a hundred, 108 items. See, it tells it like on this same screen, it tells me, you know, my metrics for my, my, basically my visibility, how many people are seeing my items and how many people are clicking my items. And when I'm looking at it, you know, I'm down, down 10% in impressions from previous month, down 8% and, um, uh, page views from the previous month. It's just been going, it's been consistently going down 10 by 10% every single month. Um, but you know, it's all good. It's all good. It's all good. That's the, that's the purpose of what, what I do because, um, you know, I have other platforms that I sell on, so it's not the end of everything. If I was solely focused on eBay, uh, you know, I, I'll be, I'll be, you know, very, very, very frustrated and, and, you know, possibly in trouble in terms of my business. But, um, but you know, the whole point of the multi-channel, the multi-channel strategy is to, you know, shield, shield yourself from platform risk. Okay, cool. So 108 items, $4,600 in sales and last year. So, um, I, I did a comparison from this time, November of this year and compared it to November of last year. And I was up a hundred percent. So I did roughly about what, two grand in sales in November. Like I said, I wasn't really focused on it too much, but I, I did put a lot of energy into my eBay store back in November or actually back in October to get it set up for Q4. Did a lot of, uh, just, you know, creating listings and making sure, um, um, you know, descriptions and all that kind of, and pictures and all that kind of stuff, like getting, getting my listing set up. I have mostly everything, um, every Q4 holiday item that I sold or sell, um, I did put on eBay and that took a lot of time in terms of getting that set up, but you know, it's all good. It's all good. It's all good. No, no stress there. Um, but there is, there is a few things I have in my pocket, my back pocket that I'm going to execute on to hopefully allow my, uh, my eBay store to hopefully, um, uh, double, but my goal is to go up by, um, multiply my sales by 1.5 times month over month. So I'm trying to go from 5,000. I'm trying to go to 8,000. That's where I'm trying to go. It's a month, uh, month to month. And 2021. That's what I'm trying to go. But, um, but you know, eBay, I, I just, I just haven't, I, November has not been, uh, there's been no consistency for me in terms of my sales, right? So I have some products that I sell on other platforms, you know, consistently, uh, 
and those same products. Now, right now I'm talking about holiday items. I'm not talking about my main niche business. I'm talking strictly my Q4 part of my business. Um, uh, my Q4 part of my business, I, se- I sell holiday Q4 stuff. So um, I haven't found any consistency in terms of consistent sales. So I have some products that, you know, all of my holiday items I, I've, I sell uh, I sell on all three of these platforms eBay, Posh, uh, excuse me, eBay, Amazon, and Etsy. So I sell all the same stuff. I think I had a total of, um, uh, I think maybe 18 or 19 SKUs of holiday items um, that I, that I'm reselling for Q4. And I think maybe, I think probably if there may be one or two SKUs, maybe one or two SKUs that I only sold on one platform, which was probably Amazon. But for the most part, every other single SKU, um, 15, 16, I forget the exact number, but it's uh, I think it's a total of like 18 SKUs that I that I sell um, for Q4 for the holiday. Um, about 18, I probably have maybe one or two that I strictly just sold on one platform because, you know, the volume was there um, or because I had a lot of it. Um, but anyways, I, I got the least amount of sales. I got the least amount of sales on eBay for the same items. So if you take item X that I have listed on each of these three platforms, I got the least amount of sales of that particular item on eBay. And, and, um, let's see. I got, I've gotten, yeah, I've, I've sold, yeah, I've, I've sold pretty much, I've sold at least one of every skill that I have on eBay, um, more than one, but, um, but as far as like consistency, like, okay, you know, cause a lot of these things, you know, I might sell like a, um, at least one a day on each platform on, you know, on other platforms, I'll sell, you know, one, two, three, four, five, six a day, depending on which skew it is. But I had the least consistency on eBay in terms of sales per skew. You know, I'm, I got, like I said, no big deal. And I'm not, you know, not, not tripping. Um, simply because I did a lot better on other platforms. But here's what I would say. Um, the, the positive side of this for me is that, um, you know, next year, I'm going to, uh, next year, I'm going to put a lot less work in. And here's what I mean by that. So what I did this time that I didn't do previously was, uh, for each listing that I created, um, for each listing that I created for my holiday Q4 items, I, um, I created it as a template. So next year, when I reorder the same stuff, which I'm going to reorder 90% of what I sold this year, I'm going to reorder, um, each SKU. When I go to reorder and then um, 
when I when I get the products next year, when I have them in hand, um, all I have to do is turn on that listing. You know, so it's 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 ready to go. It's good to go. The only time that I have to invest uh, is the, the the process of shipping fulfilling the items right so so i'm um, you know that that that's that excites me <laughs> it excites me that i don't i don't have to do that work anymore um so it, it's a it's a long-term play that i'm thinking about um so i get more payouts long term next year um simply because i don't have to put in the time of putting together these listings because they 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 took me a while um, I was able to burn them out in a, in a couple days, but literally it, it you know, uh, it, those were long days um, simply because, you know, I am very meticulous about my listings. And um, and then there were some instances where I did take uh, photos myself um, of products. And that takes a little that takes a little time sometimes. So but next year, all I have to do is turn on the template and it turns into a listing and all that work is already done. And I can just focus on the sales and the newer SKUs, the newer uh, products that I'm going to be, uh, you know, that I have coming in. Um, now, I didn't think of that last year. I didn't know to think of that um, because, you know, when you sell an item on eBay, it, it basically disappears after 90 days. So it's not like. Uh, like sometimes, like if you're on eBay and if you have, you know, let's, let's say you, you sold a pair of Nikes one day and all you had, all you had was one pair. Let's say next month you get a, you get another pair of those same Nikes. You can actually go back in your sold items, click on the Nike pair that you sold a month ago. Um, and, and you can relist it or you can click on sell similar. And then, you know, all your pictures will show up and all your descriptions will show up. And then you just, you know, you don't have to put any more work in creating the listing. But I wasn't aware that I wasn't really, you know, I wasn't really that invested to think that that much through um, last year. You know, where basically everything that I sold is pretty much gone. But now that I created every single skew, um, the listing, I saved it as a template first. Um, you know, you, you know, it's now, now it's in my templates. So when next year it comes around, I just go to my templates, I, uh, activate it and then it's, it's, it's there, you know? So that's, that's one way to get around, get around that. Um, let's see. So anything else about eBay that I want to dive into? Um, like I said, eBay, I'm, you know, I got, I have a few things in my, in my back pocket. I'm going to execute on when I get a little bit more time, but, um, that's that for eBay. So that's for like what forty six hundred dollars in sales. All right, so let's move over. I'm gonna save the best for last. Let's move over to Amazon, okay? Let's move over to Amazon. So right now I'm on my computer, you know, looking at my dashboard, so I can give you guys numbers, okay? So um, Amazon. So for November, for the month of November, I did a total of. Fourteen thousand nine hundred sixty-eight dollars and ninety-five cents in sales. So let's just call it fifteen thousand, and that was a total of two hundred eighty-five 
units. 285 units sold with an average sales average sales per order $59. All right, cool. So so I'm look I'm looking at Amazon, right? I, I got these graphs and all this kind of stuff. So so 285 units and um um uh, man I'll say this. Here's here's what I would say. I was I was very um, I, I guess skeptical, or I wasn't so optimistic about FBA for Q4, um, simply because of you know the the, uh, the 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 massive problems of FBA during the uh, the earlier parts of the year. Right. So I think I think I think I talked about this in other podcasts where I was like, you know what? I've had products, you know, I've sent products to FBA earlier in the year that did not check in for a couple of months, you know, um, and um, they were very, very slow. And a lot of it had to do with the pandemic stuff. And and there was a lot of there was a lot of issues with 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 FBA. A lot of people, a lot of people don't really know. Um, but if you're paying attention, you'll know about the warehouses catching on fire. You'll know, about, you know, obviously the pandemic stuff and them wanting to, you know, save their, you know, labor. I guess you can say for um, essential items, right? So, um, you know, there's a lot of things going on besides the pandemic that um, that made Amazon FBA very challenging. And um, I wasn't too. I wasn't too affected because I didn't have, uh, I didn't have a lot going on with FBA. Um, and then some months I had nothing going on, you know, and even when the, when the pandemic started, I, like a week later, I, I canceled my Amazon subscription. I didn't need it. Um, but there were a lot of people affected by it. Um, but I did, I did turn my Amazon subscription back on because, you know, I got, got a, you know, I got a little shiny object syndrome and, I invested in a product that was very good at first and then plummeted. Um, and I was going through Amazon to sell it and it, 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 it basically plummeted. I still have those, I still have those products today and it's a disaster, but, but, um, but, uh, yeah, so, so, you know, there in, in, in like, like I said, like I said from the beginning with Q4, there are opportunities in Q4 that you just cannot get any any other time of the year, you know, that Amazon uh, FBA or Amazon period provides. Um, and it's 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 a combination of Amazon FBA, not, not, necessarily, not necessarily FBA, but just Amazon, you know, just just it being the sales channel. So Amazon FBA or Merchant Fulfilled. So it's a combination of Amazon uh, and the millions of people who are on Amazon and a combination of just the, just the holiday season, <laughs> the holiday spirit, a combination of that. And, and when you mix that stuff together, you get massive, massive profit. There's products that I I just did not have enough of, and I wish I did. There's products that I've sold out of those uh, 18 SKUs, my holiday SKUs. There's products that I've sold out 
early no uh, like early November, early November. So I was selling them in October, in November. Uh, by about mid mid November, I'm sold out. If I, if I'm sold out of a particular skew by mid November, there there is massive profit that that I I just won't see. If I'm sold out by November, any time in November, but especially early to mid-November, oh my gosh, there's, there's, that means I need to stock up on this thing next year. I need to buy triple of what I bought, um, next year. Um, and I'll, I'll, I'll give you an example, but before I, before I give you the example of what I'm talking about, I just want to give you a quick breakdown. So out of that 15,000, I'm able to break it down how much was FBA and how much was merchant fulfilled. Um, so merchant fulfilled, I did just over half of, of that 15,000, just over half was merchant fulfilled. So I did about 80, 8,100. So 8,138 was merchant fulfilled. And that was 168 items, 168 items. So yeah, that's just about half. I did uh, over half of Merchant Fulfilled. Um, but we actually let's see. So half of that is one forty. Yeah. So yeah. So uh, actually, what was my average sales price? My average sales. Yeah, about the same thing. Fifty four dollars and ninety nine cents. My average sales per order. Yeah. So so yeah. That's, that's pretty. Not bad. Not bad. Um. Uh, but here, okay. So let's, let me get back to being sold out. So all I need to do is tr triple my purchase price, or how much I, I sold of that particular SKU the next year. Here's what's so, so, so great. I'll, 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 I'll give you a few more details, but I, I would say, uh, that I already, uh, from the company that I buy from, uh, like I said, limited stock. I buy limited stock of, sh of stuff. So when you buy limited stock, you're able to uh, have stable prices. And if, and if it's very limited or if the demand exceeds the limited stock, you end up in a situation where I was at where you sold out in November and you, you know, you, you, you sold at a really good, good inflated price. So this particular product cost me my landing cost for this particular product, uh, there's actually a few products that I sold out on, but this one was like my, I think my best, uh, my best, uh, you know, the best of the two. So this one particular product I bought for $9 and 44 cents, my landing, my landing cost. So that includes the f freight and all that kind of stuff. So my landing cost was $9 and 44 cents. Now, when I was researching this item, now, I had a, I had an idea, you know, I, I jumped out on faith a little bit and also a little bit of just on, on my previous experience. Um, there was a similar product. So this product was a different version of a particular product I sold in the previous year. OK, so this product was a particular uh, a newer version, I guess you could say a newer version of a uh product that I sold in the previous year and that product was the one the one that the one product that I sold last year uh was you know was a really good seller you know you sell 10 20 a day all that kind of stuff 
Um, but the company didn't make it anymore. So the company didn't make that particular product anymore. They made this one. Um, so I was like, okay, well, the when I was looking at, you know, the Keepa and trying to judge, um, you know, whether it's a worthy product of me buying or not, there's a few things that um, that that I that I used to make my decision. One was I knew I had a I had an inkling that you know the market was going to buy this product. I have no idea how much of it, but I had an inkling that okay, this this may be good. The sales rank was uh, I don't remember the exact details, but the the keeper graph was how I liked it. It, it. it was the way I liked it to 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 take a risk, right? When I say risk, I don't mean like it was a big, big risk. I'm just saying like it, it was it was it was good enough for me to, you know, give me the green light to purchase this product. So anyways, I purchased 96 units and that was all they had left, you know, uh, was 96 units by the time that um, I made my purchase. So 96 units. I bought 96 units, you know, put them up on Amazon. And I was very I got very I started getting very nervous because I wasn't seeing sales when I wanted to. You know, so when I wanted to, I wasn't seeing sales. So I'm I'm getting very nervous. I'm I'm pricing it. Now this is a merchant fulfill item too. This this is it's it's a it's it's a it it'd be a pain in the butt to send FBA because of the size of the box that I have to send it in. It's a nine. Uh, this product fits in a nine inch by nine inch by nine inch box. So I had to buy boxes to, you know, do merchant fulfilled. And even if I did uh, FBA, I would still have to put them in these boxes to send them to FBA just to make sure they don't get damaged and stuff like that at the warehouse. Um, you know, according to their policy, they, they, they prefer you to box in your items for FBA, which I, I haven't, you know, I don't always do that, but, but, I've been I've done FBA long enough to realize, well, if I don't do it and then they damage my items and they have to send it back to me and and then I have to, I have damaged product. I don't want damaged product. I don't want to deal with that. So I was like, OK, well, if I send them FBA or if I merchant fulfill them, either way, I have to put them in a nine by nine by nine inch box. So what that means is because it's a pain in the ass to send FBA, no one else sent them FBA. You know, there's some products that are just a pain in the butt to send FBA because, I mean, they, they only fit, they only, there's only so much uh, space in a, in a large uh, Home Depot box, right, to, to put your products in to send FBA. There's only so much space in a Lowe's box, in a, in a large Lowe's box to send FBA. You can only fit probably, if I, if I would have put nine by nine by nine inch boxes in a large or even an extra large uh, uh, Home Depot box, I'd probably be able to only get about six, you know, about six, probably less than that. So probably about maybe, maybe four or five, uh, but, pot, but, but let's say six, I may be able to fit six into those extra large boxes. And if you multiply that, um, what is that? What, uh, uh, 96 divided by six, whatever that is, it's probably 16 or something like that. Um, so I had to send 16 extra large boxes off to FBA that doesn't sound practical. So, um, so this is a product that other people stayed away from because they kind of knew, you know, the other sellers, they, they know, they know the deal, but you know, I was in competition with another seller. Um, but, um, but not for long, you know, but anyways, sales started taking off. You know, I had a, I had a low price, 
um, not too low, you know, $39.99. That was the lowest I went, $39.99. And it ships priority mail. So you're looking at, uh, no, actually, this one shipped first class. So it was under a pound. So it shipped first class. So I'm, I'm, I'm uh, paying no more than six bucks for shipping uh, at $39.99. And, you know, I'm making, you know, whatever it was, I think uh, uh, eight bucks or something like that per, per item or seven bucks or something like that profit. And then sales just started like going crazy. This is October, but November sales just started going crazy. You know, where I'm selling like six, seven, eight, nine, ten a day. Um, and it got to a point where uh, when, when I started running low, it got to a point where I rose my price all the way up to uh, $54.99. So I went from $39.99 to $54.99 on a $9.44 uh, $9 product. And I was profiting $30 per per item you know profiting $30 per item and I bought I bought 96 of them but by, by the time I got to $54 because I eventually you know I, I, I rose in increments you know um, uh, increments of uh, I, I got to like maybe $45 then when I had like 20 left I got to $54.99 um, and they they still just kept selling they kept selling I was selling fewer of them for $54.99 maybe like five a day um, but I'll take five a day any day. I'll make thirty. I'll make one hundred and fifty dollars on five items any day, right? So, so, uh, and then I was sold out. So, so imagine if like if I had another hundred units, um, and I was selling them for fifty four ninety nine from mid mid um, mid uh, November all the way up to mid December crazy profit i would have had crazy profit so um that 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 was that was a a a good like just example for myself when i was doing it. i was like well this is why i do q4 that's a good reason why that's it fits it fits exactly the mode that i would describe of why i do fba and q4 is because you're able you're able, it's the only time you're able to inflate prices, make crazy products, make crazy profit, um, especially when you buy stuff that has a limited stock. Limited stock means fewer competition, means stable prices. So the, the company that I buy from, there's a limited stock. And and that's one of the things I have to, uh, um, that's one of the, the variables I have to, um, decide on or, or that's one of the variables that, that go into my decision of buying a particular product because you know just because there's limited stock it doesn't mean there's uh, um, doesn't mean the demand will exceed the, the supply you know so it only makes sense if the demand exceeds supply um, so uh, so next year you know, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to double up, <laughs> you know, I'm going to double up and I'm also going to buy a, a, a product, which is, uh, I, I may buy, it. I'm not hundred percent sure, but there was a product that, uh, a, a larger version of the same product that I didn't even touch because I was like, oh, I know I'm going to have to box this up in a 12 by 12 by 12 inch box. Um, and it's pretty big and it's, it's kind of, you know, bulky in terms of shipping, but, but, um, 
you know, I might, I might, I might, I might dive into it. Depends. I have to look into it some more, but I didn't touch it. But when I was looking at, you know, what it was doing in November, you know, I was looking at what that product was doing in November. It was doing pretty decent. And this was a product that didn't have any sales rank. The, uh, the larger version, it didn't have any sales rank, which is another reason why I didn't touch it. But, uh, someone, someone else, you know, took a risk and, and now there's a sales rank because, uh, you know, that, that product is selling. So, so, um, I had two, uh, two scenarios like this, um, where, you know, uh, no, actually three, but two, two scenarios that are uh, one scenario, uh, one other scenario that's very similar to the first one I just discussed, but, uh, but the third scenario was somewhat different, but it all, it all came to, um, it all came to realizing that I need to buy more stock. Now, here's the challenge. So not, not the challenge, but the thing I have to do differently than what I did previous is I need to order. So whenever the, the company that I buy from for holiday items, for, you know, for most of my holiday items, with the company that I buy from, whenever they open the gates for uh, pre-orders, I need to jump on that. You know, because what I've been doing over the past couple of couple of years is I'll go in, I'll go in to their catalog, you know, October. I'll go into the catalog October just to see like what other people are doing, you know, like what what other sellers are doing, you know, what are people buying, you know. But it 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 it's getting to a point where you know there's 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 a lot of big money, um, that are there's a lot of big sellers who are you know buying from the people that I buy from, and a lot of stuff was sold out, um. And there's a lot of, like I don't have enough money to buy from this particular product, this particular company. Like I, I don't I don't have enough money to buy from them. I can buy from them every year, you know, with the same amount of money um, or I can um, double up. I need, I need access to double of what I spent with them this year. I need I need to get double triple preferably um, because it's easy and you know, and 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 uh, these are, these aren't you know, um, these these aren't all cheap items. You know, like you know, some of these products. You know, I I, I buy from anywhere from nine dollars up to fifty dollars. You know, so it it can get pricey really fast. You can run out of money pretty fast. But uh, the upside is there. So it's not like I'm buying a high price item and I'm selling it for, I'm still selling it for two three times the price two, uh, you know, two to three times than my price than, than what I buy it for. Right. So you can run out of money real fast on a few SKUs, but there's, there's probably a good 10 other SKUs that, um, that I need to purchase. And I need to purchase at a very large number, uh, before other people do that'll allow me to control the, 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 the sales of these particular items. Um, the more I can buy, as long as that, as long as they don't over, as long as the company doesn't overstock on the particular product, as long as they don't overstock, uh, it's very beneficial for me to buy as much as I can of a particular skew. That way there's less competition, you know, and, um, and, uh, you know, I basically control that listing for the most part in terms of how much money I make. And that's what these big, these, these big dollar companies are doing that I compete with or you quote unquote compete with the, the people who buy from the same company. What they've been doing is they've been going, you know, very deep in, in a few skews, basically controlling 
the uh, the supply of a particular skill. So that's the game that I play for Q4 in FBA and not just FBA, Merchant Fulfilled, you know. Um, so that that's 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 my Amazon play for now. Everything else I'm off of. I'm off of arbitrage. I'm off of wholesale. I'm off of, you know, whatever else. The only game that I'm playing right now is the Q4 game. Um, and uh, it's, it's, it's working very well for me and I need to double up. I need to somehow double up. Um, let's see. Last things I want to say about Amazon. Um, not really. I think that's it. All right, cool. So, uh, so I'm saving the best for last. Saving the best for last. Um, oh, one last thing I, I, I'll say about Amazon. I'll basically complete my thought that I was having about Amazon where I need to basically, um, um, I need to buy before September, October, which is what I've been doing in the previous months. So, and, 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 and also I, there's, there's benefits to doing that as well with, with this particular company is because they give you uh, discounts on freight. If you purchase before, I think it was April, you know, I, I remember, you know, over the past couple of years, they'll say, you know, put your orders in for, for the, for the, 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 the fall and for the winter, you know, for Q4 or whatever, put them in before April, you get like a 10% discount. So there's all these different incentives, right. For these companies to get, get your orders in now, because, you know, that allows them to determine how much they're going to, how much they're going to order, you know, from their manufacturers. Right. So, um, so I am going to, uh, you know, get a more get more deeper into the relationships or this particular relationship uh with this company and ordering early and getting my products early because i'm i'm telling you there's there's some things that i was seeing out there from this particular company this particular brand uh that I was like man if i had those products i'd be killing it you know i'd be like you know like like never before and um yeah so anyways okay so let's move on to etsy so etsy you know um uh saving the best for last etsy i i i am uh i'm i'm super super satisfied with what's been going on with etsy now with etsy i'm just i was pretty much just i guess gambling you can say in the sense that I, you know, as my numbers been increasing since July, August, uh, on Etsy, I'm starting, you know, and I, and I was predicting that it will surpass my eBay store and it has. Um, so I'm like, well, let me see what I can do with, with these same products, you know, that I, that I have for Q4. Let me, let me see what I can do. Let's, let's see what's possible. Right. So. Every listing, you know, that I had, you know, put on Etsy for the most part. Um, and just blown away again by Etsy. I'm going to be diving deep, deep, deep into Etsy. Uh, it is now a major leg in my business, which makes me a little nervous. But I am uh, taking advantage of, of, of what's going on right now. Um so so let's get straight to it. Okay, so for the month of November, 
I did $14,870 on Etsy. Okay. So on Etsy, $14,870 on Etsy. All right. Amazon was $14,968. And I thought that was interesting. I thought that was interesting that I would do roughly the same numbers on Etsy that I did on Amazon doing the exact same thing uh, with the only difference being that on Amazon, half of what I sold was FBA on Etsy. hundred percent of what I sold was merchant fulfilled, right? I, fu I fulfilled every order. All right. So 14,870 items. And that was 332 orders. So it doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't tell me how many, uh, units I sold it just tells me how many orders I had so just 332 orders so the units that I sold could have been more um, simply because one person may buy two things from me so one order could be you know two of my items which which is the case in a lot of times um so here's the deal um there's a few amazing things that happen so previously, when I was saying that, you know, get ready for Q4, you know, um, uh, November 1st is on a Sunday because Halloween is Halloween was a Saturday. November 1st was on a Sunday. And I was like, you know, sales are going to be crazy on Sunday. That's going to be the first spike. And it was, you know, and it was. I did. I did. I think uh, uh, I think I mentioned it, too, on the podcast. I did. Um, I did 900 in sales that day. $900 in sales on Etsy. Now, if you're an Etsy seller and you already know about Etsy, you know, you're probably like, yeah, you know, yeah, sure. You know, that, that's, that, that happens. But me, I'm, I'm, I'm coming from the Amazon world and you know, the Amazon is the king of the crop, right? You know, I'm doing Amazon numbers on a different platform. That is mind blowing. That is mind blowing to me. You know, it's mind blowing. 100%. Um, you know, I'm, I'm just, uh, I'm, my mind's blown, <laughs> you know, in other words, right? That I'm doing Amazon numbers on Etsy. Okay. So a few good things happened. Um, I mean, it was all good. It's all good things happened on Etsy. There wasn't any bad things that happened on Etsy. Uh you know, besides the normal stuff, you know, yeah, I've got a few, you know, a few people return their items. Um, a few people are upset, you know, this, that's, that's normal. So anything beyond normal, no, I haven't had any problems, no issues. Um, but I had, I had very, very positive things happening. Um, I was able to get a best, best sellers badge on one of my products. Um, one of my holiday items, you know, one of my holiday items. So I, I have a bestseller product on on my um on my you know in my niche my, my main niche that i sell in i have uh you know i have a bestseller on a bestseller's badge on etsy and that's that's doing great for me especially in q4 i mean the the, the sales are kicking in really fast be, i think because of you know because of q4 and plus i have the bestseller's badge anyways i'll get into that in a little bit but I was able to get a bestsellers badge on one particular product, one of my Q4 holiday items. Um, 
um, it was a product that I had an issue with on Amazon in a way. So I, I, I sort of mentioned this a little bit previously that I bought 600 units of a particular item. Now, I didn't, I, I, there, um, there's a few companies that I buy from for Q4. Uh, I buy most of my stuff from one company, and then there are specific items that I buy from two other companies. Okay, so this one company in particular, I bought this one particular uh, item and I bought 600 units of it. And I bought it because last year, uh, I don't remember how many I bought last year. I bought the same thing last year. Um, I don't know, maybe two, 300 units or something like that. It wasn't that much, maybe 200 units. And they sold out really fast and I wanted more. And I was sold out in like November and I wanted more and they didn't have any more. Obviously, it sold out. So this time I bought 600. Um, I ran into a problem on Amazon. Uh, this is this this for me is a, is I was like okay I'm gonna send everything FBA because it's a it's a lower priced item. It's an item that uh, that in the beginning part of Q4 sells for about twenty bucks. Okay, my cost is my landing cost is seven dollars and eighty eight cents. You sell for about twenty bucks, you know. Uh, well, you know, a good price would be 20 bucks. Now there is a lot of competition, a lot of sellers, but this is the product that's in the toys category on Amazon. And if it's, you know, if, if the sellers want to sell it for 16, $17, you're looking at a sales rank of, uh, 3000, you know, um, but if you start moving up to about 18, 19, 20 bucks, sales rank is about 14,000 in toys, toys and games, both, both scenarios, really good really good uh sales ranks right you sell about you know there's about maybe 30 to 30 40 30 to 40 sales in a in a day of that particular item so there's there's the so the competition the other sellers it doesn't really matter much because there's so many sales happening um and there's there's it's not like you know there's 85 sellers you're talking about maybe you know 10 to 12 fba sellers and you know 11 uh, FBM merchant fulfilled sellers. Right. So, you know, it doesn't matter that, that there's, there's more demand than there is supply either, um, in, in that situation. So the number of sellers doesn't matter as much as another, uh, another product that let's say is toys and games as well, that has a hundred thousand sales rank and there's nine, uh, nine FBA sellers or 10 FBA sellers in, in, in 11 FBM sellers. Um, that means, you know, the, the supply is greater than the, than the demand. And that's, that's not, that's not a good scenario you want to be in, but because of the sales, because of the velocity of sales, that's pretty good from where it was. Right. Um, but anyways, so when I was shipping them to FBA, this is before I even thought to put them on Etsy. So at the beginning, you know, October or whatever, uh, I was sending them FBA. And then I got a message saying that I can only send in 200 units. They were only accepting 200 units because they had enough. They had enough supply in their warehouses. I was like, dang, what, what the heck is this? Uh, I must, I've been sleeping. Because, you know, I, have, I haven't, like I said, I haven't been sending FBA really much this year. You know, not much at all. So, um, I was like, okay, well that, that's uh that's a bummer. Right. So I'm gonna send in these 200 units, you know, whatever. Um, 
that's, that's all I can do. That's all I can do. You know, so TuneIn is gone. Go in the FBA. And then I just listed, I listed FBM. You know, FBM is Merchant Fulfilled, uh, fulfilled by Merchant. Um, so I sent it, I just, you know, put it up at FBM. Now my, my whole, my whole game plan, my whole strategy with this product was not to sell them, you know, right away because I knew the price was going to increase up to $30, $30 eventually as we went on in Q4 and me buying 600 units. I'm thinking like, well, you know, I have a decent amount of units. Let me let everybody sell out. And then I'll be the last one standing, uh, selling at a $20 profit, selling each item at a $20 profit. So that that's my game plan, you know, you know, and then, you know, I, I sold some for $22, $23, you know, um, I didn't sell any merchant fulfilled and, um, I, I, it's, a, it's, I, the, the, the price for merchant fulfilled early on in Q4, it just wasn't worth my time. You know, the profit of, you know, like I say, these are, these are very cheap items, not cheap, but lower cost items and I don't want to be shipping a whole bunch of lower cost items it just takes too much time um but I didn't I didn't end up selling any merchant fulfilled I just got some FBA you know I got the buy box at $21 $21.95 you know I got, got the buy box there a few times nothing crazy so my first my first problem was I was only able to send so many units to FBA and then I was like okay well I was going I was only going to sell this product on FBA so I ended up putting it on Etsy. I ended up putting it on, on, on Macari. So I sold maybe about 20 on Macari. Nothing major, but I got uh, 100% profit on, on each sell. So I'm cool with that um, on Macari. Um, but uh, put them on Etsy. Etsy, once I put them on Etsy, it started going wild. Crazy, like crazy wild, right? So I was selling for cheap on, on Etsy too, because because mind you, I had 400 other units that I couldn't send FBA. So I'm like, okay, well, let me, you know, let me put them up for $17 on, um, on Etsy, you know, I'm getting crazy sales, crazy sales, crazy sales. And this is, a, this is an item where every other sale, someone buys at least two or three or four of them. So every other, every other sale, um, so let's say, you know, maybe not every other sale, but maybe third or fourth sale, I'll have someone buy more than one i'll say that um i've someone bought as much as six i got maybe got a few orders where somebody bought six of them and the thing is these products are so light uh they're 4.3 ounces um if someone buys uh if someone buys three of them i'm still under the first uh first class in 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 uh in shipping so Shipping usually costs about three seventy seven, three dollars and seventy seven cents for if someone buys one. So if someone buys uh, three of them, which many people did, um, I was able to capitalize on the uh, on the on the ability to not be able to pay three seventy seven for three orders. I was paying uh, under six bucks, you know, for uh, if someone bought three. So my my shipping doesn't go up as much you know the more the more people bought if someone bought four that would that'll take me to uh that'll take me to um to priority mail and and uh you know i i i would save a couple dollars but i wouldn't save as much as if someone bought three you know 
Um, but but most people bought maybe four. You know, they didn't meet, they didn't buy three as much as they bought four and five. So if you buy five from me, if you buy, if you, buy, I'll, I'll just say this: between four and six, so one and three, I'm in first class. So I'm saving a lot of money on shipping. So I'm making an additional six bucks uh, uh, per order. You know, if you take away having to pay three seventy seven three times. So, you know, I'm making about an additional six bucks because my, my cost of shipping only goes up by a dollar fifty or so. So. Uh, but if you buy between four and six from me, I'm in between a pound and two pounds. So if I'm in between a pound and two pounds, my shipping costs are going to be the same. Uh, the, the shipping cost for four will be the same as if the shipping cost for six, you know. Um, and, and then when people bought, you know, five and six, I made a lot more money than if people bought four because, you know, just the economy of scale right there, uh, shipping could be anywhere from $11 and 59 cents for priority between one pound, one point, uh, 1.1 pound all the way up to two pounds. So if they bought five and six, I'm still in the same shipping weight. And the, the cost of shipping is the same, like I said, as, as for four. So I made a lot of money in those scenarios. And there were a lot of those scenarios, right? But anyways, so, you know, sales take off. I get the best seller's badge for this particular item. And um, I, I just kept raising my price after a while. I was like, okay, well, I need to, you know, let me go from 17 to 18. Let's see, if, let's just see, you know, because I'm, I'm very conservative, conservative and very nervous. Like, okay, I don't want this to turn off. You know, I don't want all these sales to turn off. 17 to 18, 19 to 20, 20 to 21, you know, 21 to 22. And I eventually landed on uh, right now. I'm at I'm at twenty three dollars and ninety twenty three dollars and ninety five cents. Um, and I'm still doing about right. I don't do as many sales as I was doing earlier, but I do about seven to ten sales per day uh, of this particular item. And that could be anywhere from if someone buys one unit or four units um, total, it would be about 10 units a day. Um, and, I, and I have about 66 left. So and the thing is, like at this point, it's like, OK, I'm, that's, I, I, I'm, I may be able to go higher in price, but I want the sales. Let me just get the sales. Let me get the sales. Um, you know, if I go higher, I'm going to see if I'm going to see fewer sales. You know, but let me get let me get the sales and um, and if I don't sell out by Christmas, which I think I will. But if I don't sell out, the thing is with this product after Christmas, this product still sells and it sells for a lot higher. There's no other competition because everybody's sold out and I can put it back on Amazon for twenty four ninety nine if I don't get any sales on Etsy. Um um, anywhere from twenty four ninety nine to twenty nine ninety nine, I can put it up on Amazon after Christmas. So right now on Amazon FBA, I have uh, thirty about thirty about thirty units left of this product on FBA. Etsy, I have about sixty. I have about sixty seven listed, and um, you know, so I'm gravy. On FBA, I have it listed for twenty nine ninety five. The lowest price right now, I think, is twenty two ninety five. The lowest person selling it, but because of the sales volume, I, I still pick pick up the buy box, you know, a little bit. I'm not making a lot of sales at twenty nine ninety five yet because there are still a, a a decent number of other sellers still on. They don't have a lot of list. They don't have a lot of units, so I'm just waiting for them to sell out. 
and I'm not I'm not tripping because like I said this product sells after Christmas as well so that 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 product is in, is is I'm I'm no I'm no longer thinking about it not nervous about it or anything like that so Amazon helped me out in terms of just rerouting my energy because they told me that I was only able to send 200 units I did have some other issues as well but <clears throat> it doesn't really matter um like for example uh after a while i i um amazon restricted me um it, i got a i got a notification saying that um uh i i got a notification saying that the brand uh the brand contacted amazon and they didn't want me to sell the product anymore something like that <clears throat> but when i called the brand they, they didn't really know anything about it not that I talked to like the president or anything like that, but I just talked to like the, the, the sales rep or the accounting or whatever it was. And they knew nothing about that. So I don't know if it's Amazon just wanted to restrict people and doing their, doing their algorithm thing, or, you know, I don't know what they were doing, but I was restricted for a little while. And I had to like send my invoice to Amazon, let them know that my, my, my products were legit. And, uh, and that, 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 that did get me nervous for a little bit. I was like, well, what, what the hell is this about? You know, but anyways, so, um, <clears throat> other than that, so that, so that, what well, that, that product was like, you know, obviously I had 600 units. I, you know, that was like a major seller for me. Um, and then everything else I did, I did very good numbers on some products. There's some products I didn't even put on Amazon because the price was so low. There was so much competition for the products the key four product that i had it was maybe like two products there was, yeah, there was two there was two or three products that i have or had rather because they're sold out that i had that the price was just too low on amazon so i wasn't going to send an fba you know because i didn't have that many units so i had maybe like 24 or 48 of a particular unit so i didn't want to send an fba because just the supply on on amazon was so high um, that prices were really low. So I just sold them elsewhere. Sold them on eBay. Sold them on um, um, uh, Macari. I sold them on uh, uh, Posh, uh, Poshmark. And I sold them on um, uh, Etsy. And I sold them, you know, for twice the price as uh, twice the price that, that they were on Amazon. And that, like I said, I have maybe like three or four products like that. Um, that just were they were you know that there was oversupply on Amazon. I just sold them for higher on Etsy, which was great. That was great, you know, very very great. Made good margins on those. And 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 the one thing that I did notice <clears throat> about this Q4 and about other Q4s as well, but this Q4 kind of confirmed um, just some ideas that I had. Um, a lot of people around the world um, come to the United States marketplace, whether it's eBay, Etsy, or wherever. They come to the, they come to these marketplaces and buy their holiday items. Um, so I have a lot of international orders. I had, I had a lot of international orders. A lot a lot of my eBay stuff was international sales, and a lot of my Etsy sales were uh international as well and what i would say that's that's pretty good about etsy that's different from the other platforms is 
the number of other countries that are able to tap in to the United States uh, uh, platform of Etsy. So you could be in Canada, you could be in, in there's a list of whole, all, all these different countries where they could come to the platform and buy. And I think that's different from um, Amazon. See, because Amazon, Amazon's kind of sectioned off. So you, you have Amazon.com, you have Amazon.mx for Mexico, you got Amazon.ca for Canada, you got Amazon, I think, JP or JXP for Japan, you have Amazon India, you have Amazon. So, so, so each kind of part of the world is sort of sectioned off. And if you don't have your, um, like, like, for example, if you're in the United States and you're selling on Amazon, and you're paying the $40, $40 a month, you're covered for North America. You're, you're, covered, you're covered for Canada, the United States, and Mexico, right? So you can take your products that are on Amazon.com and you can move them to Canada, uh, Amazon.ca, and you can also move them to Amazon.mx for no additional charge, right? That's, that's included in your $40 a month, Right? So, so if someone in, um, if someone in, uh, uh, another part of the world wants to come to, who wants to buy something on Amazon, there has to be an Amazon dot whatever, you know, to cover that, that country, you know, but on Etsy, there's a list of all these different countries who can tap in to the network and they can buy from, from me. And I made a lot of my margin, a lot of my margin, I, I, I get from international sales. And what I did was once I realized that once I realized the international, the shipping for international sales was, you know, quite, quite a bit higher, <laughs> you know, the, the cost of shipping. I was like, okay, you know, I was able to just go into my shipping settings and um, put a dollar amount into uh, how much international buyers would pay for shipping. And what I did was I put it at a dollar amount where they're basically paying the entire the, the entire shipping costs. Now, my products that I sell are free shipping, you know, for the buyer, you know, just, you know, obviously I raised my price, but it's free shipping. But what I do is uh, for international buyers, they pay the entire shipping. So I make more money because the shipping cost isn't coming out of the sales price, I guess you could say. Um, so a lot of international buyers, you know, I, I got a, quite a bit from Canada and, uh, man, some other places too, but so, so, so that, that, that's what was really amazing about Etsy is just the, the amount of people who can buy from you from other countries. eBay is like that as well. Sim is, is similar, but not the same. Um, it's, it's similar, but, um, the, one of the, the, the parts of the international orders that are, that are pretty good for eBay is that eBay, you actually, you, you don't send like the shipping label that you get. It doesn't have the buyers. If, if it's an international buyer, it does not have the buyer's actual address, right? Um, it goes to, um, it goes to a export export facility. You're going to send it there. And then from there, it's going to uh, eBay is going to 
uh, eBay is going to ship it across, you know, international borders. And you know what? That's, that's actually the same for Etsy as well. It goes to an exports facility. And then from there, they, you know, ship it across international borders. But what I meant, um, what I was trying to get into was that the difference between eBay and uh, Etsy in terms of international orders is your, your, the cost of shipping for you, for the seller, is the same. You know, it's, it's the same, you know, um, um, rather, you know, it, it's, you, you pay United States shipping. But on Etsy, you're actually going to pay, you know, a bit more. And f- what I've been realizing is it's pretty consistent between $23 and $25 for um, for items under under two pounds. I've, I've been seeing that consistent, consistently. Um, so you're going to pay $23 or $25, but unlike on eBay, you're just going to pay the regular, um, um, care, uh, uh, the regular cost. So whatever it costs to go to, let's say, let's say the export facility is in Chicago, whatever the cost to send it to Chicago is, you're going to pay that, you know, it's probably 11 bucks, nine bucks, depending on where you are in the country. But on Etsy, you're going to pay $23 simply because it's an international order, you know, regardless whether it's going to Chicago, LA, Louisiana, wherever, wherever the export facility is. Right. So, so, um, yeah, you know that they, they have, eBay has one up in that scenario, but I think the volume and the number of people, the number of international buyers that can come to Etsy and purchase from you, I think is greater on Etsy than it is on eBay. So, um, <clears throat> so what is, what does all this mean for me right now? So, like I said, when I was talking about eBay, I've had, um, you know, a lot of success on Etsy, you know, Etsy surpassed my expectations every day, uh, in the month of November, every day. And, and what I'm thinking is, um, it's very similar to what, like I, what I said about eBay, is next year, right? It's going to, like, worst case scenario next year, worst case scenario is I'm able, I'm only able to buy what I bought this year in terms of uh, inventory. That's worst case scenario. Well, actually, worst case scenario is if I can't buy any of it. But, but uh, for certain, I'll be able to buy again, you know, no problem. So worst case scenario is I buy the same stuff. Okay, let's say. And then all I have to do in terms of my return on investment of my time, right? The return on investment of my time increases because all I have to do is activate those same listings. Now, I'm going to make I like for certain Guaranteed, I'm going to make more money. Let's say if I sold everything for the same price at the same time on the same days next year. Except for the product that I got a bestseller's badge on. So my worst case scenario is if I bought the same stuff, sold them for the same price and on the same days, same number of units. If, if the exception is with that bestseller that I had because it's a bestseller, 
I can instead of start at $16 selling at $16 or I think I started at $16.99 I can start at $20.99 right so I'm going to sell more units of products in that particular SKU for $19.99 because of the best sellers badge I'll make more money okay that's worst that's worst case scenario I'll make the same amount of money plus the difference of me selling at $19.99 on this one SKU opposed to $16.99, you know, and then moving up from there. But if it is worst case scenario, all I have to do is activate those listings again. I don't have to put in the time to create them. So... So and I don't have to worry about that. Right. I don't have to worry about, you know, getting to the creation of these listings and perfecting them because, you know, I had to you know make changes along the way and I had to take I had to take pictures. You know, a lot of things I took pictures of most of the stuff I had to take, you know, physical pictures of. Um, I, didn't, I didn't have to, but I did. Um, um, and, and also, you know, I've I've I, I've been. Um, I've been doing video as well, um, uh, you know, Etsy not too long ago uh, uh, rolled out that you can um, you can uh, add video to your listings. So I got video on some of my listings. So that took a little while to, you know, it, these aren't like tasks that take a long time, but like individually, you know, if you were to just separate them all out. But, you know, sometimes getting to them, you know, getting to them uh, could take a while. It could take a while to put it all together, you know, go from your camera to saving it on your computer and then go from your computer and then downloading it. And because it's a video, it takes three or four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten minutes for it to upload. And, you know, some of that stuff that hasn't hasn't been streamlined all the way. And it takes a little while if you're trying to do at scale. We try to do it at scale. But anyways, um. So, like I said, I can get the listings up early by just simply clicking a few buttons to activate everything. Um, now, the goal is to invest double of what I invested this year. That's the goal. Um So, so while I have, you know, those same products already activated, I'm basically uh, taking that same process to um, onboard the newer products, right? So I take the same process to onboard the newer products, all right? Uh, you know, creating listings, doing a few videos, posting them on uh, you know, Amazon, Poshmark, eBay, Macari, you know, listing them everywhere. And then, you know, I, I should be able to see a few more results. Right. But what I'm thinking long term, I'm thinking a few years ahead. Right. So next year, I'll be in the same situation where it's like now that I have doubled the, you know, theoretically double the skills. Right. So my the return on my time the, the in, in that third year, which is the year after next year, 
all I have to do is activate the listings that I had, the newer listings that I had next year, and activate the old listings I have from this year, right? And let's say worst case scenario in the third year, I, I just, you know, I, I can't get more capital. You know, I, I, I just don't have it to invest more than what I've been investing. Cool. I guess I can, I can, I can you know, I can sit it out a little bit, you know, don't take any more risks. Don't take any more extra risks. Don't uh, buy any more products. Don't have to onboard anything. I just buy, buy the stuff that I've bought for the previous two years activate the listings let the, let the sales come in and then my time my my investment is only my investment is uh the time you know in fulfilling the items and at that point i'd probably be able to hire you know some help right um so but you know that, that's worst case scenario if i just if i just can't go any higher but if i'm able to double up the year in the fourth year now in the fourth year, I have some newer products, and I also have some products that I already that I already have that I can activate from the previous three years, right? And then at that point, you probably you know at that point, if 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 I'm able to do um, three, uh, four times and more sales, if I'm able to do four times and more sales in the same in in the same uh, time period, you know November December. Uh, four times and more sales as uh, as as this time period. So four times what I'm doing now. Four years from now. Let's say worst case scenario, the other part of my business is not working out. Or you know, just nothing else is working out. Let's just say this is the only thing that's working out for me. That's cool. It's fine. Cause I got this here. Right. So so the way I'm the way I'm thinking about it is just basically how do I uh, spend less time doing what I'm doing and doubling, you know, doubling my 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 profits. Right. And in 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 and basically using previous work to get paid or getting paid from previous work. That's how I'm looking at it, you know. You, you know, if if I'm able to pull that off in terms of doubling my sales every two years, uh, every year, excuse me, if I'm able to double my sales every year, um, you know, that's that's a decent, decent, decent amount of income for a short period of time of November, December. Um, but you know, it, it's gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna take some. It's going to take some work. It's going to take some work. I'll just say that. But, you know, who knows? Who knows? Who knows if that will happen or not? It does, you know, depend on, you know, get getting capital, getting more capital. But but I, I just want, you know, to kind of just talk about my thought process in terms of how I'm thinking about capitalizing on this um, on this part of the, the the opportunity of being able to sell online during this time of the year you know making money then the next year doing double still making money off what i did last year the next year after that making double and still making money off what i did in the previous two years and then the next year after that 
you know, if you, you can either double or if you cap out, whatever, whatever. It doesn't matter. If you cap out, that's you're still at a decent amount. If you can't do any more than what you were doing in the previous year. So, anyways, um, well, let's see if I have any more points about this. Uh, no, I don't. I do not. Actually, I do. So, so, so a few, you know, podcasts ago when I, when I was asking, you know, when I was asking what you guys to basically go on to Amazon and search through some holiday items to see if there's some companies you can contact or some brands you can contact to, um, to purchase from and sell their products. Uh, I, I, I was telling you that because I really believe in having a, you know, I guess a, a Q4 holiday side business, um, on the side of what you're already doing. So whether you sell on Amazon or not, uh, I really believe in, you know, getting some capital, whether it's credit card or whatever, and, uh, and, and putting it to Q4, you know, and putting it to Q4. I, I, I really support that. Um, it's, it's, it's side money. It's side money. You have your main thing going, but on the side, you have this key four type business, this holiday item type business um, on the side. And like I just, you know, I pretty much proved it. It doesn't have to be on Amazon. It could be on other platforms, but I do recommend, you know, um, having a combination of Amazon, eBay, Posh, uh, eBay, Amazon and uh, Etsy, if if you if if applicable with Etsy, because you can't just sell anything and everything on Etsy. You know, it's 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 uh, the products that I sell are they do have a handmade component to it. So if there's a handmade component to what you're selling, uh, get it on Etsy as fast as you can, as fast as you can get it on Etsy. Um, but. But uh, I'm, yeah, I'm, 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 a, I'm a real believer that, you know, you're, you're leaving money on the table if you don't get into the Q4 game. Um, you, whatever you can do, literally whatever you can do. If it's two thousand, take two thousand, and an additional two thousand. So if you, if you, you know, if you have like your, you don't want to not sell your current things in Q4. That's not what I'm saying. I'm not saying abandon your your main business and then just sell holiday items. No, I'm saying in addition, right? If you're unsure or if you're capped out at, um, if you're capped out in your main business and, you know, buying more inventory of your main business does not equal more sales for you, then take that additional capital and invest it into holiday items, Q4 type items, right? Um, and and then have a, a seasonal aspect of your business. So if you have excess capital, basically, or if you just go get some capital, it doesn't have to be excess. I, I don't have any excess. I, I, I use credit. Uh, and, um, and, I, and the reason why I use credit because I have, I have experience doing what I'm doing, you know, um, so I'm very confident of what I'm able to do. 
So, um, yeah, that's all I got. That's all I got. So, you know, obviously we have not got the call to go into the hospital yet. So, um, you know, you know, that's why this episode's so long, I guess. (laughs) Um, so yeah, you know, listen, listen, we are, what we're doing now is is so incredible being able to sell online it's so incredible and and it's it's more so true now than any other time in history and the reason is because um look around look what's happening look what's happening in the world right now right imagine if those people were selling online you know Imagine if those people were, you know, just if those companies, not people, but those companies, if they imagine if they invested in, you know, selling their products online, you know, and in everything that's happening right now, it, 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 it I'm, I'm learning so much about the world right now and about uh, how all these different things are connected. Everything comes down to everything everything that's happening everything comes down to multiple streams of income multiple ways of making money multiple layers of what you're doing it it, it, it's more important now than ever before to have multiple ways to get money you know um and then just to go a deep, go go a little bit deeper, a little little bit deeper than that, everybody is going to need a home base. So the one of the major flaws about what we do, major flaw, is a huge flaw, is that we don't have a home base. What I mean by that is selling products online is great, it's amazing. I mean, there's so many people on these platforms. The danger is we're not operating out of our own platform. So the own platform would be a website, right? And with the website, um, getting email, uh, getting email addresses from our customers, getting more access to our customers, because what 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 we're seeing is. Uh, what we're seeing across the board with all these different platforms is a lot of them are getting very big. And with big platforms comes censorship. It comes restrictions. It comes with algorithm changes. It comes with all these different things that can marginalize um, sellers. And if if we're so invested in in these marketplaces... We have to understand the risk that we're taking. Now, there's ways you can mitigate the risks. And that's why I sell multi-channel. I do multi-channel. I don't sell on just one channel. Because the risk, the risk of something happening on one channel, and all of my eggs are in that one channel, the risk are great 
if something is happening, as far as whether it's algorithm change, whether it's restrictions, whether it's censorship, whether it's something, right? And if I'm affected, I cannot afford for my entire business to go down. We we just we 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 see it now with the brick and mortar industry or companies, all of their all of their money, labor, capital, leverage is invested in one place, and the unthinkable happen. The 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 the, the thought the thought that you know you can be shut down for weeks and months and all this kind of stuff. The the thought never crossed their minds. It never crossed their minds. So we cannot be naive to think that we're protected. Okay? We're protected now, obviously, because we're on the other side of the table. We're protected just simply because we're online. But as these platforms get larger and bigger and bolder and more monopolistic, it's gonna be it's gonna be important to have some type of um, shield, you know, um, I mean, you can't protect yourself a hundred percent from it, but as long as we understand that we're in this game, right, we're going to get our money and then we're going to keep investing into, uh, uh, um, products, businesses, processes that mitigate the, uh, the risk of being cut off by a platform. Okay. We got to invest in products, businesses, and processes that mitigate the risk of being cut off by one platform. So because I don't have a home base, because I sell products that are not mine, these are not my products that I sell, right? I, I don't, my name's not on them. Doesn't mean it's not a good business. This is a great business. Being a middle person, it's, it's, it's great, um, especially online. It's it's it, it's in many cases, especially in 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 my case, or in many in many cases, I guess there there's a place for this for being a middle person, where you're bringing products to the market. There's a place for that, and that's an amazing place to be, in many instances. Um. But to think that it's the only place you should be or to think that being the middle person is the best place to be at all times for, you know, forever is a mistake, is a mistake. So we're going to get our money, do what we're doing because the opportunity is here, but we need to keep investing into products, businesses, and processes that get us closer to um, closer to controlling the aspect of our sales and the aspect of marketing and the aspect of uh, uh, product development. So, um, you know, that's my little rant for tonight. All right, you guys, um, happy selling. Let's get this money, you know. Um, Q4 is not over. Keep it going, keep pushing, and um, I'll be back soon. Oh, can't forget, in the meantime, stay on the grind and keep your mind on success.